Hi, it's Manuel Giudice here and welcome to episode number 12. This is the podcast uh, Leading Your Change Initiative and this is uh, season number two. Today I want to talk about principle-based versus skill-based behavior. Um, why does that, why that matter? Um, organizations of different sizes and shapes, um, above all large organizations, uh, I have... Uh, I specialize and I've my, my background and experience has been in supporting technology and technology enable initiatives they had a business outcome business deliverables business objectives and value add they created some clear very clear and concrete benefits for the business uh, but they were underpinned by a technology but what you see is that organizations regardless of the type of project or initiative they are uh, investing on they uh, tend to rely on uh, project teams, delivery teams, um, ad, ad, across different layers of the organization, from an executive layers to a senior management layers to a uh, kind of more delivery oriented, but also business audiences are impacted by the change. In, I often are often time pulled into the support of these strategic initiatives. So um, what I what I've noticed over time is that a there were some, some, some synergies, there were some commonalities um, in regards to how successful project teams and successful delivery teams and successful initiatives um, operated in comparison to those that didn't. And a lot of, uh, many times, uh, organizations and um, commentaries and research that actually looks at um, an organization from a broader perspective. You know, there is complacency or um, uh, there is lack of leadership buy-in or lack of alignment. But concretely, what does it mean? What does, what does happen on the floor? What does happen in the ground? As some people might say, that, that demonstrates that on an organization or team will introduce an initiative on time on a budget. It, it will actually work and will have... A, uh, will, will generate a high level of commitment and buy-in and, and uh, what distinguishes those teams How what do they do differently on a daily basis now what I want to share with you is a an insight about uh, having seen a lot of teams operate having facilitated workshops but also having been involved into the operational side at the, the beginning of my career I've had direct exposure to uh, finance departments payroll departments legal tax accounting um and sales, marketing, product management, and um, I have a very, very, very um, insightful. I would say insightful, but I've observed a lot of the behaviors, both from an operational delivery perspective, but also uh, later on in my career from a consulting perspective and and a coaching perspective, and and also working alongside both new and established leaders in charge of these initiatives to see things from a strategic view. So, what are the interventions that needed to be made? There were tactical interventions to make things progress forward, right? So, um, so what is it that what, what is the key? What's the secret sauce? That's what I've used as a terminology in the description. So, the uh, I believe that once once some, someone starts kind of to paying attention to what works or what doesn't, uh, behavior uh, uh, is one of the things that we can rely on, right? People's behaviors are what what good teams do, what good delivery leads do versus what others uh, might not do as, as well. And what I found is uh, there is a set of um, intangibles that uh, either consciously or less than consciously organizations rely on 
to uh, increase or increase the the level of likelihood or success. There's a lot of uh, management programs and and leadership programs that teach core skills. These are very intellectually driven, um, and and also these skills actually are developed more successfully. And the research is overwhelming on this point. The leadership skills get developed once they are implemented, and once the person has the chance and the ability to go and you know try it out, make a mistake, and build on it, right? And after you've done it, you reflect upon it. There is a process to learning. There are different learning styles, but generally, the hands-on learning, above all in the context of an organization, is the one that's most successful at it. Now, I'm I'm calling out. I'm kind of referring that to that because we're talking about skills-based behavior, and a lot of organ. Organizations are actually focusing on building and developing those skills. You have internal、um, performance management system, but also you have,、um, you know, training,、uh, online training, a hybrid, a mix of, you know, face-to-face, classroom-based, virtual training. The、uh, through the te- through the use of technology, there is so many opportunities to upskill the the workforce. I'm I'm for the purpose of this podcast. Obviously, I want to zoom in into the. The、uh, rolling out of the changes. So I want to keep the the boundaries of the conversation around. These are the change initiatives. It does start. It doesn't end. It has a specific benefit, and there is a way to reap those benefits over time. Now, skill skill based behavior. So demonstrating the skill that you've learned in the classroom is only one element of change. The other element is、uh, what are called principles. Now I don't want to go too esoterical on this, but uh, I've uh, not long ago, actually, I think it was last week, I spoke to a leader in a large multinational corporation, and and she was in charge of a transformation initiative of several transformation initiatives, and and she was extremely enthusiastic about the job she did and how people were actually committed to that, and. Initially,、uh, she had moved in a specific location、uh, temporarily, and then she decided to never come back to wherever she was originally from, because she was enjoying it so much. She never actually had the chance to encounter such an incredible culture of commitment, performance, and accountability. Now, when I talk about principle-based behavior, I really want to make a clear distinction with the principle of skills. Skills is something we we, we are taught. We can read about, we learn, we took a look, we check it out online. When we talk about principles, is really about how every single day a change team, a project team, a specialist actually turn up to perform. What are the intentions they have on a on a on a day on a, on a every single day they turn up in an office supporting an initiative? I'm talking about things. When I talk about principles,、um, I'm using this term interchangeably also to refer to values. But、uh, I'm talking about intangible. Such as accountability, right? The, we all know, in some way, in some way or another, that if 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 someone was to ask, who is the person that、uh, that that will hold the complete accountability in your team? Who is the most accountable person that you know? Somehow, in some way, you'll be able to point at that person in your change team. You might not have all the metrics and reasoning behind it, but you know because that person has demonstrated to you on an ongoing basis that they have been that they are reliable first of all, and they've consistently been accountable. Now you don't have metrics for that, you don't measure it, but this is a way that of behavior that they've demonstrated over time, and they've shown to everyone that they can be accountable. Now accountability is one of those that, those the things that are called principle, right?、Um, accountability or commitment could be a、uh, Kind of an extension of that explanation, where 
There are certain individuals that no matter what, no matter where they place within an organization, they will commit. Uh, there are certain behaviors that you can see they're committed. You can trust them. You can rely on them. You, you'll, you, you will know that they will find a way to make it happen no matter what. Um, I'm just using a few examples. Another principle could be um, caring. Uh, for example, you have certain change teams and people in your team that uh, and usually uh, senior leadership, these, these positions have more power, more influence uh, uh, across different layers of the organization. But what these senior leaders do, people that care, they demonstrate care, they're actually not scared of being very humble and going the extra mile and do things that a senior person wouldn't normally do. And that, that element of care for the person on the right, for the person on the left, is intrinsic in what they do and how they do it. Now, the point I'm trying to make here is that performance is a byproduct, yes, of skills. You need to be able to have a certain ability, capacity, capability to uh, to do something. You might have experience, you might have a, a particular background, certifications to back it up and support it. But these principle-based behaviors, which is sometimes highlighted by what companies call values, right? Uh, once they're lived by, they're actually the secret source of what makes a successful change project succeed or fail. Um, and this is some of the things, some of the topics they're more passionate about because sometimes they fail that through structure program and training program, and there is a lot of literature knowledge is put out there, but actually what is missing is an environment that is conducive of uh, leaders that can create, um, that can allow um people to develop those principles, to live by those principles. These professionals need to be safe in an environment whereby they know that they can try something out. They know that by making a decision, they will not be punished. So they start learning how to be accountable. Now, a powerful tool to do that is also coaching. And I'm a huge fan of that. And I do coach both leaders, but also operationally people in management position and organizations. By creating a safe environment with these organizations where people can, um, you know, experience Experimental, live by those principles without being punished is really powerful tool. Now, I don't have the you know the exact metrics to to support us, but it is clear to us. And what makes it apparent is that once you ask questions such as who lives by this value in in your team, uh, who who is the person the most more accountable than anyone else? Who is the person you could rely more uh, than anyone else? Who is the person you could trust most? You you generally find answer to that, and these individuals have had the chance to their personal, maybe professional lives to develop their skills, and these are the skills that I believe, um, you know, contribute the most in creating a high-performing team that eventually will drive value for your your organization.